Last year, I took a flight from Dulles Airport to Boston Logan for a retreat at Star Island off the coast of New Hampshire. If you've never heard of Star Island, see me after the service and I'll tell you all about it because that could be a sermon in its own. <clears throat> after we took off, the flight attendant came by and leaned over and asked the gentleman next to me, um, I would guess his age would be like mid 40s, late 40s, if he wanted a beverage. She said, sir, would you like something to drink? After he placed his order, she turned to me and said, would you like something to drink, dear? Well, I was dumbfounded. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I wondered if perhaps it was a Southern, you know, colloquialism, but she didn't have a Southern accent. And she didn't use a similar endearing uh, term for the gentleman sitting next to me. So maybe she thought I looked so young that I was an unaccompanied minor. <laughs> but finally, I realized and reluctantly accepted the fact that I am now at the age where I'm going to experience ageism firsthand. I've worked in the field of aging for the past two decades and currently manage a senior center in Eastern Loudoun. Unfortunately, I've seen a lot of ageism over the years, but have never been the direct recipient of it until then. I've watched capable, intelligent, and active adults be dismissed and treated as if they had nothing to contribute. I've seen older adults who needed a little assistance with a cane or a walker be treated as if they had completely lost all cognitive abilities based purely on their visual appearance. You get the picture. This is a problem. This is ageism. So, <clears throat> so there's a lot of isms, right? Good and bad. Positive isms include, you know, optimism, positivism, altruism, collectivism, humanism, romanticism. Am I missing any? Ableism. Hmm? Ableism. That's one of the negative ones. Yep. That's on the negative list. So the positive ones were the humanism, but yep, that's, a, that's on the top of my list of the negative ones. Discrimination against alter-abled or disabled uh, people. Adultism, which is prejudice and discrimination against young people and children. Uh, classism, elitism. Um, am I missing any? Badisms? Oh yeah. Racism, sexism, ageism. So to be honest, I had never heard the word adultism um, until I did a little digging for the definition of isms for this sermon. I had always thought about ageism, you know, that it sort of included all the ages, right? Um, <clears throat> but it inspired me to share a little recent example of how I actually had a moment of adultism. Didn't know what it was called. Dan and I were the lucky winners of Helping Hands, a UUCL auction item donated by the Dunhams. I don't think they're here today. Um, they offered their family of four to come and help out with projects around the house and the yard for three hours. Yeah, good deal, let me tell you. <laughs> I put them to work. Um, we had several projects to do, including moving a heavy piece of furniture up from the basement to the garage and seasonal gardening like weeding and bamboo removal, just loads of fun. Um, we had never met the Dunhams, but in my head, I had a subconscious fleeting thought of what their family might look like. It would be good, you know, for example, if the two kids were older teens and perhaps a strong boy in the mix to help move the heavy duty stuff. I know, I know, before you say it, 
sexist thinking for a longtime feminist is not a good look, okay? But it was a fleeting thought. The Dunhams arrived and we were delighted to meet Mel, Andy, and their two daughters, Emma and Leo. When we talked about the projects to be done, Mel told me that Emma could help with the furniture because she's as strong as an ox. <laughs> and they were right. Between Emma, her dad, and Dan, they got that heavy workbench moved up out of the basement and into the garage. Emma later went out and cranked up the riding lawnmower like a champ and mowed the grass. Leo later shared with me her favorite lawn tools are a weed whacker and a flamethrower. <laughs> so her dad's a farmer. So I'm like, a flamethrower? <laughs> so, um, so you'll have to ask uh, Leo for those details. It's a, it's a great, really cool story and it's a good way to get to know her. I was reminded of my own buried assumptions that day. They are deeply embedded and require work and uh, examination for us to let go of it on a daily basis. So back to ageism. The form of ageism that I experienced on the plane is called infantilization. When someone addresses or speaks about uh, to or about older adults as if they were a puppy or a baby or a small child, using terms like sweetie or honey or dear, that's infantilization. Although some or even most people may believe that this is an endearing way to speak to a sweet older person who may or may not actually even be sweet, um, <laughs> is condescending at best and harmful at worst. Words are powerful. In fact, there have been numerous studies that have shown that people who experience ageism do poorer in terms of health and wellness outcomes and even earning potential impacting their financial stability as they age. There are many things that contribute to our views on aging. The media is a big one. Breeding cards that make morbid jokes of milestone birthdays like 60, 70, or 80. And societal norms or family systems that do not value aging. The language we use to describe an older person is a leading offender. Terms like greedy geezer, old fart. <laughs> Can you think of others? Anybody? Or when somebody says, you look good for your age. <laughs> that little tagline there. Marketing is in on the conspiracy against aging. Could you imagine buying a product advertising itself as anti-woman or anti-black? No, but there are products everywhere with the tagline anti-aging. We literally are inundated with messages about how not to age, how bad aging is, giving a negative connotation to the last 30 or 40 years of our lives. How do these messages affect the older adults? who are trying to just age gracefully and enjoy their lives and contribute to society? How do these messages affect young people who hear them? Will it make them fear growing older? Does it contribute to ageism? Certainly. Movies have the capacity to carry messages to the masses and they can perpetuate already negative messages on aging. Two movies that came to mind when I started thinking about theater was It's Complicated with Meryl Streep, Steve Martin, and Alec Baldwin. It's actually a favorite movie of mine. If you've not seen it, it's good. There's a scene where Meryl goes to a plastic surgeon after her husband has left her for a younger woman to inquire about having one eyelid lifted. 
She abruptly leaves the surgeon's office um, when he starts talking about the gruesome details of the procedure. She finally accepts and embraces her aging body. And the movie Burn After Reading with Brad Pitt, Francis McDormand, George Clooney, and John Malkovich. It's a little bit of a weird movie, but it's really good. <laughs> the entire premise of the story is based on a woman, Frances McDormand, who will go to any length to raise the money that she needs for plastic surgery to catch the right man. This movie is a little bit, like as I said, a little bit strange, and it eventually leads to the violent death of her co all of her co-stars. It's, it's bizarre, but really, watch it. <laughs> Watch it. So strong is the stigma of language and image around aging that we once at our center had a group of senior members, senior center members, who uh, uh, to object to riding the bus that had area agency on aging painted on the side of it. Unlike the members of the silent generation who worked and fought to have the first Loudoun County Senior Center built in the 90s, which is the one I manage, these were boomers who did not want to be associated with the word aging in any way, shape, or form. They wanted the director, they went to the director of the department and they threatened to boycott the senior trips program because that's what we do, we're boomers, right? If he didn't remove that sign from the bus. He relented and removed the AAA sign from the side of the bus and replaced it with our department sign for Parks and Rec. They felt heard and respected after that. Words like senior and elder are not acceptable to the generations that followed the founders of the senior center movement in this country. Why, you might ask? Because there is such a strong negative association to the process of aging and conjuring up images of weak and worthless existence. An association that did not exist for the silent generation. When they grew up, there were generations living together, working together to run the household, run the farm, manage a business. Everyone did what they could. Children, young adults, middle-aged adults, and older adults were together every day and were able to see their value in whatever way they could that they cannot see today. Today, we have exclusive communities where people over the age of 60 live and play. We have senior centers where they go to socialize, exercise, and learn together. They have been separated from the rest of society, and we have suffered the consequences for it. Older adults are now an other group. As one author said, if you are not already part of a group disadvantaged by prejudice, just wait a couple of decades. You will be. Unlike all other prejudices, ageism is relevant to every person fortunate enough to make it beyond a sixth decade of life. In a study conducted by the ASA, adults holding negative views about old age faced life expectancies seven and a half years shorter than their peers. That's a big difference. The last of the baby boomers turned 65 in 2030, and the oldest of the Gen Xers are actually now eligible to join my senior center. <laughs> and for the first time in US history, older adults will outnumber children by the year 2034. That's making a big impact. We're catching up to other countries across the world who have been experiencing the same phenomenon and grappling with ways to infuse a younger, baby-producing workforce into their economy. 
Some countries have recognized and figured out that immigration is a great way to do that. Some countries. There are striking differences among other cultures in how we view aging and value our, our elders. Some other cultures have cultivated a higher social value for elders, including Native American, Japanese, and South African cultures. We have a very diverse population in the senior center that I manage. And several years ago, um, one of our members uh, who is from India started not feeling so well. It happened to be a day that we had nurses there from Innova Hospital taking blood pressures, which they do twice a month. And they discovered that her blood pressure was really, really uh, elevated. So we called her family and they came to pick her up to take her um, to her doctor. When they arrived, I was moved to tears by as I watched their teenage grandson go to her side and gently take her hand and kiss it. The entire family showed such deep respect for her and I was struck by how foreign this behavior felt to me <laughs> as an American growing up in America. We have gotten it completely wrong in this country when we separated older people from the rest of the community and put them in isolated communities where they are no longer interacting with people of all ages. And the rest of the population suffers too because they don't have the benefit of learning about the wonderful things about aging. So what can we do about aging? It is critical that we open conversation on ageism in America. How can we create a country that makes it safe to age? We can look at other countries for solutions through intergenerational social, socialization, communication, and living. In an article called Mining Other, Country, Other Cultures for Answers to America's Ageism Problem in the publication Generations uh, by ASA, they say, on top of comorbidities and risks that older adults disproportionately face in our healthcare system, according to a study in The Lancet, we need to begin considering ageism as a social determinant of health. We can work on the language we use. We can stop buying insulting greeting cards for older adults in our lives when they have milestone birthdays, no over the hill or greet a geezer jokes, looking for and appreciating the value that is brought to us by all generations. We can try to remember that older adults who ask for help with an iPhone may also be the ones who worked on the development of early technology that helped us to get to today's technology. And we older adults can also do a better job of avoiding giving ourselves negative messages when we tell ourselves things like, I'm having a senior moment, and other internal messages that build on that negativity toward aging. We can volunteer for intergenerational activities like All Ages Read Together, which, brings, uh, which connects older adults with young children who need support to learn reading skills and prepare for entering school. The future of adult daycare is changing. There is a program in Oregon called GENTOG, which stands for Generations Together. They provide senior and child care in the same facility. They offer much of what other adult day centers offer, but include playtime with the kids every day. Their website cites a report published by Generations United that meaningful cross-age relationships may decrease social isolation sorry, and increase older adults' sense of belonging, self-esteem, and well-being. 
while also improving social and emotional skills of children and youth participants. There are professional organizations like reframingaging.org that are working with large aging organizations like AARP, NCOA, and the Gerontological Society to identify the causes of ageism and reframe the conversation and improve the language we use around aging. There's an organization in LA called Sages and Seekers, which creates opportunities in a structured program available virtually as well as in person in LA to bring together teens and older adults, two marginalized groups, to learn about each other's experiences and grow together. It starts with me, it starts with you, our children are listening, our neighbors are listening, our parents and our grandparents are listening. <laughs>